When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, how's it going? This is Matt here from Silver Fortune. Will the ongoing emerging market crisis lead to increased investment demand for physical silver? That's a question that I want to discuss in this video today. I mean, it is no secret that many emerging markets are in crisis mode. You've seen it covered here on this channel. You've seen it covered on many other media outlets and and YouTube channels, etc. Primarily, the countries that you hear about, at least right now, are countries like South Africa, uh, Turkey, Argentina, Brazil, and, and I think we're going to soon see other ones add to that, added to that list. Um, Pakistan should probably already be on that list, but but countries like India, Indonesia, maybe Mexico, uh, Chile, mm, Colombia, and th- there's many many other ones that you could soon see added to that list. And primarily, this emerging market crisis, where you're seeing it at least initially, is in their currency markets. You're seeing their currency significantly depreciate versus the US dollar. Take, for example, Argentina. Their, their currency, the, the Argentine peso, at the beginning of this year was something at like a, a 20 to 1, meaning 20 pesos, Argentine pesos, to $1. Uh, now it's, it's closer to like 40 to 1. And that's a huge depreciation, okay? And, and you know, it's dramatic and, and maybe not as dramatic as what you're seeing in some other uh, countries, but it's happening, okay? And, and for a variety of reasons that I cover in other videos, I'm not going to get into all of it in this video today, but that is spilling over. That is causing major issues in their economies. And you're seeing that spill over into their stock market, their bond market, and of course, their economy as a whole. And so... We, we talk about silver being a safe haven asset. And so the question has to be raised, is this going to increase investment demand in physical silver within these emerging markets? It, it would make sense. You have a currency that is depreciation, depreciating and losing its value very rapidly. Okay, You see a stock market, uh, a bond market, oftentimes those prices are falling as well. And you have um, the prospect for, for very poor economic growth. We just got news recently that that uh, South Africa for the, I think the last quarter, what, second quarter of the year, unexpectedly dipped into a recession. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see that with a lot of these other countries either dip into a recession or a significant drop-off in economic growth. It would make sense that silver would be a safe haven asset. But it's not quite that simple in many of these countries, Okay. All the countries that we could throw on this list of emerging markets are ones that that um, soon could be in crisis mode. And, and make no mistake, those that aren't in crisis mode, many of them have already seen a significant depreciation of their currency. Take take India, for example, which we'll be talking about later in this video. Uh, their currency is, is currently at all-time lows versus the U.S. dollar. So so they've seen it. They're just not in full-blown crisis mode like, like Argentina or, or Turkey or something like that. Okay. Now, I want to take all of these countries. Okay. And split them up into two groups. On one group, we have India. And in the other group, we have every other country, for the most part, on this list. Okay. And I want to talk about all those other countries before I talk about India. Okay. According to the World Silver Survey, physical bar investment, okay, 
investment demand for silver. Primarily, you see it in, you know, the, the, the top three sources of this demand are India, North America, and Europe. So you have uh, India, North America, and, and Europe at the top of that list. And then you have China making up a very small sliver of overall physical investment demand for, for silver bars. And then you have other. And so that's everything else. That's, that's all of Africa, all of South America, um, you know, Australia, wherever else on that list. Japan, South Korea. So it, it's a very small sliver of overall physical bar demand. Okay, at the top of the list, you have India, North America, and Europe. And, and for coins, you know, it's a similar story. I mean, the, the, as far as fabrication goes that the World Silver Survey talks about, you have the United States, no, no surprise there, Canada, Australia, India, China, Germany, UK. So uh, not all those coins are going to be maybe bought domestically. Some of those could be bought in these emerging markets, but a lot of them will be bought within those borders of these countries of, of, of US, Canada, Australia, India, China, um, Germany, UK. Okay. And then, you know, once you get to other countries, it's only 2.7 million ounces. So, so it's not a lot. It's not a lot of, of coins or bars that are being bought in most of these markets. Now, now gold is, an, is another topic. That's a no, whole other topic in and of itself, especially when, when you take into account something like, like the difference between China and gold, uh, China and India's uh, habits in terms of buying silver and gold and, and uh, focusing on silver here, okay? Gold's a whole nother story. Um, these, these emerging markets, many of them just do not buy a whole lot of physical silver. They just don't. It's a fact of the matter. Now, could that change? Could we see a, a huge rush to physical silver in in Maybe an individual country or a couple countries, country like South Africa, Argentina, uh, Turkey, or something like that. Um, potentially, you know, I think a lot of, of very large investors, they're, the first place they're going to look is to, well, in, in terms of metals at least, they're going to look to gold. Okay, but sure, we could see some buying to silver. I'm just, I'm just wondering, will it be enough to really matter? Will it be enough to move? the markets. I mean, another problem that many of these countries are dealing with is that their their currency is depreciated. And so if a lot of people are holding their money within one of these currencies, or even if they're just being paid in these currencies, uh, they're going to be able to buy less and less silver, right? Take a look like at a place like Argentina. I mean, the, versus US dollar, your, your salary or your savings have basically half the value that they did uh, at the beginning of this year or December of, of, of 2017, somewhere around that time period. So you're going to be able to buy less silver if you're buying it in U.S. dollars. And, and even if, if, if you're buying it in your native currency, oftentimes the price has, has gone up as your own currency has gone down, or at least it hasn't gotten down nearly as much as the price of silver has in U.S. dollars. So, I mean, you're going to have limited ability to buy that silver. And so uh, primarily, I think in a lot of these countries, what we're seeing is we're seeing a flight to other assets for the time being. You're seeing a lot of, of money move into to, uh, things like European or U.S., I think, stocks or bonds or, of course, the U.S. dollar. That's where a lot of this money is moving to. And and that's kind of exacerbating the whole emerging market issue. But that's where you're seeing a lot of the money move to. And it's not so much silver. Maybe gold in some cases, but not so much silver. I just think a lot of these countries, it's just, A, maybe not built in their DNA to, to some extent, and B, I don't know if they have the means to. Maybe they have bigger bigger fish to fry in, in their minds, at least. I, I think that 
it, it would not be a bad idea for many of these countries, many of the, the citizens or, or, or um, corporations or, or whatever, banks, to, 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 diverf- to diversify into something like physical silver. We're just probably not going to see it happen on a large enough scale to move the physical markets in all of those countries combined, except for, for the other one that I put in the other group, and that is India. India is a little bit different. Okay, We know that India buys a lot of silver through June of this year. They were on pace to import a quarter of, basically a quarter of all worldwide silver production, mine and scrap included, right? That's a quarter of a billion ounces of silver, okay? It doesn't mean they're all buying it for for investment purposes. We'll get to that here in a second. But it's a lot of silver that they're importing. Um, and, and, you know, when it's all said and done, they very well could import the most that they have to date. Now, this is interesting, though. India is not what you'd consider in a full-blown emerging market crisis. However, their currency is, as I speak, at an all-time low versus U.S. dollar, okay? And yet they're buying a lot of silver, okay? This, this depreciation of, of the uh, Indian currency, like so many other of these emerging market currencies, has basically happened all year, okay? At the beginning of the year, um, their, their uh, rupee was at something like a 63 to 1, versus a dollar. Today, it's over 71 to one. So it's a significant depreciation. Okay, again, all-time lows right now. And yet, during that time span, they've bought a massive amount of silver. Okay, and and this is should not be of, of any surprise. I mean, uh, their, their record year was back in 2015. And, and of course, back in 2015, um, that was a very poor year for silver. We saw basically the, the all-time, or not all-time lows, but but the lows of the cycle back then below $14 an ounce. Although, as I speak, silver's uh, very low right now, 14, uh, right around $14.20. But but very low prices there. Um, even in in Indian uh, rupee terms, uh, 2015 was was a very low year. And and so I think a lot of Indian investors they bought that dip. I'm sure even even. I don't know, manufacturers, it makes sense for them to, to stockpile some silver if it's going to be a very low price, but certainly investors did. We know that that it is um, culturally a, a very widespread activity to invest in precious metals. Now, India discourages the the purchase of gold, and that's kind of backfired on them because of how many Indians have gone into to silver. Um, but but they bought a ton in 2015, okay? Because And, and, and some people, again, will say that, well, you know the the Indian currency is is depreciating right now. They're they're probably not going to buy as much silver. But you know during that time span, 2015 and 2016, they saw a pretty significant depreciation of their currency. Okay, it coincided with very low silver prices. Same story as 2018, and you're seeing the same story in terms of their demand at least through June. Okay, with this further depreciation of their currency and lower price in silver. This very well could be a record year for silver imports in India. So it's a totally different story for India than it is for a lot of these other emerging market currencies. Now, again, we have to ask the question, you know, is it them fleeing out of their own currency for some sort of a safe haven asset? They see it as a good investment. It's could be all of the above, right? And and of course, we, we don't know the details of the silver they're importing, how much of it is, is investment versus industrial demand. But, you know, based on, on prior year data, you know, we, we can infer that, I don't know, a fair amount of this silver is for investment purposes. 
I think it was something like 32.5 million ounces was uh, of investment bar demand in 2017. Um, almost 10 million ounces of, of coins and metals um, were, were fabricated in India in 2017. Okay, so you're over 40 million ounces, assuming most of those coins were were bought domestically, and and who knows what other coins they bought from abroad. Okay, and then you also throw into that category things like um, jewelry. Okay. Uh, during, during many holidays, Indians will, will gift jewelry to others. And, and you know, when, when you think of, of real pricey jewelry, you might think of gold first because of, of how much, I don't know, more expensive it is per ounce. But silver, you know, that, that plays into that as well and, and their total jewelry demand in India as well. So, you know, I... I I don't. I don't think we should just say that. Well, you know what? India's a big manufacturing economy, and all this demand is just coming from invest or from from industrial demand. No, they they do buy a fair amount of silver for investment purposes in India, and and right now during this this depreciation of their currency, it'll be interesting to see if you know if India's currency and if their country kind of goes into not full blown crisis mode, but but if this depreciation continues and and they get closer and closer to the edge. Uh, to, to the point where some of these other countries are at, countries like Brazil or, or Turkey or, or Argentina. You know, it'll be interesting to see what happens if, for silver demand at that point. You know, I think a lot of Indians just in general don't trust their banking system, uh, probably don't trust their, their, their currency, their government. And, and so they're just hardwired to, to go into physical silver and gold. And it'll be interesting to see what, what we see through the end of the year um, in terms of, of, of Indian silver demand so, I mean, that's that's kind of the, the gist of this. It's not as easy as saying, hey, uh, Turkey's in, in major turmoil. Their, their currency is crashing. No brainer. People are going to buy silver. No, not that simple in a lot of these countries. India is kind of the big exception, though. They are buying a massive amount of silver right now. I don't think that's going to change throughout the end of this year. And, and I also don't think it's a coincidence that's happening during a period of currency uh, weakening, currency depreciation don't think that's a coincidence so you know again it'll be interesting to see when we get the final numbers out of india but but i won't be surprised if they top 250 million ounces a quarter of a billion ounces a quarter of all demand or, or all demand and supply um imported into to india so um again gold is a different story um you know another thing we could talk about real quickly before before i finish up here is is you know this is what people are buying um <laughs> like i said earlier on what else are, are many of these investors or people mo- moving their assets into? The dollar, certainly. The euro, I'm sure. Um, and then also things like European or U.S. stocks or bonds or you know something, anything that can save them from their own currency, stock market, bond market, etc. What you're not seeing for a lot of from these a lot of these emerging markets, at least right now, is a move away from the dollar. Now, just kind of an interesting observation. I mean. You're not. I mean, the U.S. dollar, in many ways, the strength of the U.S. dollar is part of, of why they're in this mess. Now, the, 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 the big part of why they're in this mess is because of, of over-leveraging, right? Too, too much debt, especially in, in foreign denominated currencies, too much reliance on that debt to grow the economy, okay? That's a huge problem in and of itself. But the strength of the U.S. dollar is part of why they're in this mess. And yet you're seeing a lot of people move into the U.S. dollar. It's not surprising, but you are seeing some countries... Like like uh, Erdogan, the, the leader over in Turkey, 
encourage people to not go into the U.S. dollar, right? To, to more or less boycott the U.S. dollar. De-dollarization, um, similar to, to what we've seen slowly happen in places like Russia or, or China. Certainly, uh, I'm sure uh, Nicolas Maduro in, in Venezuela, he would hold a similar view. But we're not seeing it super widespread yet. We're not seeing a widespread revolt yet from these emerging market um, uh, mar- well, markets or, or you know, um, investor base. We're not seeing that yet. Now, will it happen? It's hard to say. Again, I don't know how much of this you can just blame on the U.S. dollar strength. It's the Federal Reserve and the federal government here in the United States are part of the reason that this emerging market crisis is happening. But just because they're strengthening the dollar, that doesn't mean that these these currencies should collapse or that they should significantly fall like this. I mean, a big part of, big part of that problem is just that that well, corporations, individuals, whatever in these countries, they took on too much debt, and and that's kind of part of their own problem. I mean. How much of this can you blame? If you see what I'm saying here, yes, I'm blaming it on the Fed and the federal government in that they're they're making this problem worse. And until they reverse their policy, it's going to get worse and worse, in my opinion. But just because they're tightening monetary policy, just because the dollar is being strengthened, doesn't mean that there's there's any sort of intent or some some sort of malevolence towards these countries, uh, the, these countries and 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 uh, those that took out these mass amounts of loans in foreign denominated currencies. That's their 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 own fault and, and they kind of have to to i guess deal with with the repercussions of that so um you know i'd love to hear your thoughts since video down below in the comment section I'm trying to keep it measured here um again india huge source of investment demand for for silver overall demand for silver in in, in reality and and many of these other countries not so much so as always thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for watching this video and god bless